0: Hawks fans and welcome to a brand new edition of the Four Feathers podcast. I am Ron Luce. I am obviously not Johnny Nani, but I am joined by one of our feathers here at Four Feathers, Mr. Tony Marchese himself. My good friend, sir, uh, before we get into all the pleasantries of today's episode, how are you doing, my friend? Dude, that was very long-winded.
1: I was waiting to crack this beer and I finally get to. I'm doing fantastic today, Ron. How are you?
0: I'm doing delightful. I'm absolutely doing delightful. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about uh, some things in, in Chicago sports. I'm excited about a crazy weekend for baseball for me personally and the Cubs on tap crew. Um, but totally yeah, why don't weekend. you, why don't
1: you drop a little promo over there for your Cubs guys? I'll give yeah, you a little, I'll give you 30 seconds,
0: a little promo. We're going to CubsCon. Uh the whole entire Cubs on tap gang. will be at Cubs convention this weekend in chicago uh tyler's coming up from kentucky joey's coming assuming his gas tank doesn't fail him uh all the way from rockford he might be uh planes trains and automobiling his way to the cubs convention and the juice is coming in from south bend and i am coming from the south burbs uh, it's gonna be a blast we're recording everything there's gonna be a ton of cool content coming out afterwards as well so if you aren't following us already Uh, This is a reminder to follow us on the YouTubes at on tap sports net on Facebook as well at on tap sports net and be sure to follow us at cubbies on tap, but also you can follow us here at four feathers pod on Twitter. Um, There's going to be tons of that Cubs content coming out. Be sure to be following along because it's going to be a lot of fun and and we're going to have a good time. A lot of live stuff too this weekend. So be all over the social media interwebs uh, to see what we're up to this weekend. Uh, Tone, it's going to be fun, man, but Hey, not for me, not for you, not for you, but that's okay. What
1: happened to Sox Fest again this year? Uh, It was canceled due to several factors and still, we've got a guy on that over, over there. Uh, NWI Steve he's leading the investigation on what those several factors were, but you boys have fun. That'll be a good time for you. Talk some baseball. I'm sure throughout the weekend, but, uh, enjoy your time down there. And, uh, if you are a listener of the show and and like some Cubs content, Cubs on taps got it for you, Ron. Speaking of Cubs, Cubs fans, real quick here, rocking yep. your guy Schwartzy sunglasses. He left in the basement <laughs> tonight, and you know I, I normally roll with the uh, the the stars. We got the star glasses. I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Schwartzy's tonight. We'll see if it uh, if it changes things up for the Hawks. We've been hot, man. We've been real hot uh, over we the past have. couple games, and I I feel kind of like we went a while without one of these podcasts and then we come back and we talk about how awful things are and then they start winning like yeah. right after that. I mean, I, i probably have to eat a few words that I said, not in the grand scheme of things, but just overall comfort level before we break into this beautiful rundown that you made for the show, I'm going to throw it off the rails just one time here, but I, I kind of want to gauge your level of like, do you, are you worried a little bit about the tank after seeing those wins in, in Lucas Reichel come up, or are you still uh, yeah? This is I'm
0: gonna feel bad as hell. I'm gonna take words directly out of Mr. Nani's mouth from last episode. It's actually in the TikTok clip that we had. Um, if you're also not following us on TikTok at on tap sportsnet, you can follow me. I'm at loose on tap. I try to also post all of those as well for everybody to see uh all the great work that we do here at our shows. But Tone, he said he goes. You know, we said he and I on the episode early at the season or beginning of the season if the Hawks are doing too much winning for you early, just wait until after uh, the trade deadline and then things will really be bad. I think, in the grand scheme of things, they're okay. They're still technically the worst team in the league by two points because thanks Columbus and Anaheim for continuing to make things interesting. Um, But I I am not overall worried in the long term. But I'll tell you what, though. Toad it's it has been a little refreshing to see them win a hockey game uh in two now in a row uh for the first time and oh, God knows how long
1: yeah I mean the the victory beers uh you know since since the last episode have tasted great it's it's been surprising here's where here's where ron i'm I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit on this and that was just because of the absence of of Patrick kane um and the addition of Lucas Reichel and seeing how the team performed on special teams, uh, you know, with Patrick Kane, seemingly not on the power play was an interesting thing that we'll get into a little bit here, but I'm a little worried that maybe they, they took it up just a little bit of a notch, but I do agree. I do agree that, uh, you know, after the trade deadline is one thing, but let's, let's maybe cool it on winning, you know, four or five in a row here. Uh, if we are looking for Connor Bedard, uh, just saying, just saying, maybe we should cool it
0: just a little bit, cool the engines. Yeah, just a little bit. And hey, we're going to get to that here, Tone, in a little bit. But before we talk about uh, things that could affect said winning streak that you brought up, first off, What's up? I am Scox. How are you, sir? The late night snoozer. We're, we're the late owl show tonight, Tone, but that's okay because uh, we're talking about a two game win streak and that's where we will start things off. Uh, and you mentioned it perfectly, Tony. Let's be completely honest here. No Patrick Kane in this two game win streak. Probably the biggest headline. Uh, we talked about it on our last show with Johnny that you know, he had suffered the injury. He left the previous game early. We were unsure going into Arizona. Johnny thought he was going to play. I think you and I took a little more of a passive approach. We're like, yeah, he maybe probably doesn't play against the Coyotes, but maybe he's back against Calgary. Well, he missed both games, so we were all kind of off the rails. And, but Johnny and was field. wrong. You heard it here first.
1: Ron said it. Johnny was wrong. He Those words came out of his mouth,
0: <laughs> not mine. I they they indirectly came out of my mouth and just directly out of yours. so I appreciate the uh the clarification for those that didn't read between the lines for us there, Tone. But I mean let's let us we'll, we will start with game one here, Tone, because 2-0 Alex Stalock shutout against the Coyotes. You were the one that brought up on the last show about his trade value going into the deadline because of how well he's played. I saw some what tweets do- about that. I saw some yeah. tweets
1: about that afterwards too. I I was I was interested to see how much momentum this has picked up. But yes, this is exactly the reason. Reason why I said that Stalak's going to have some trade value for yep. a contending team who maybe needs somebody to just step in in a backup type role. Um, you know, it's it, he's got a very hot hand at that goaltender position right now, and you see the Blackhawks just basically leaning on him up until right there. So uh, that was a great, great uh, showing from Mister Stalock,
0: and those trade stocks are going through the roof. Trade stonks are going through the roof tone, and it, it just goes to reassure your point because he has been really good. He has now appeared in thirteen games this season, twelve of those being starts. But a nine twenty three save percentage, is a six and five and six five and one record. Um, again on a really poor Blackhawks team that shows you how bad mrazic has been. He's two and ten on the year. Um, but a two fifty four goals against average. Tell that's like. That's that's good. And on this Blackhawks team, that's maybe even more impressive, truthfully, how good he has been for the Hawks this year and what has been kind of a rebound year for him because of the health struggles and things that he has faced. Uh, dare I say, maybe he is a Masterton uh, Memorial Trophy candidate this season um, for his kind of comeback story. You might, here you might need to dive league. into that for the for the readers, Ron. I I might have to, I might have to tone, but that that's some words we're, we're, we're putting into existence, but I mean, you hit it absolutely on the head, my friend. And I mean, again, how, how good does it feel when he just continues uh, to reassure your points that you're making here about his trade stonks tone, but Um, speaking of stonks, the stonks for Jake McCabe to get to the all-star gamer up, he had the GWG in that win over the coyotes, Tyler Johnson capped off the, uh, the empty netter, but, uh, we've always been big big Jake McCabe guys here at the four feathers this, podcast. I, I I like I'm such get the some odd love. man out on this one. You have never been it's it's it, Johnny and I are the ones that are pumping his, you know, pumping his tires. A well, little all bit. this started we happening. Like this McCabe. all started happening a day or two
1: Ron. after I, I sent that tweet about, I'll never remember Jake McCabe. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like everybody's talking about Jake McCabe again. Um, I just feel like he's been one of those guys that like, you don't really see on the ice. And for a defender, I, I will say that's to me a good defender is somebody that I don't even notice is out there nine Absolutely. times out of 10, especially with this Blackhawks team. You knew Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook were out there, but like they're when Nicholas Jalmerson played outside of when he makes a shot block or whatever the way that he played the hockey game, you didn't really notice him out there because he wasn't making mistakes, he wasn't Ian Mitcheling, uh certain plays or Jan rooting, uh, you know, the entire uh time he was out there so I never really paid much attention to Jake McCabe and I also know he had some injury stuff but I just he didn't really jump off the page and then right after I send that you guys talk about this I'm seeing you know Mario over at CHGO talking about getting uh Jake McCabe to the all-star game then he pumps in a game-winning goal and I kind of feel like that tweet sort of bit me in the ass because (laughs) it may have come off a little bit like I don't appreciate Jake McCabe but I just I don't I guess I've never really noticed him or evaluated his style of play up until
0: he's been front and center in front of my face. Well and and Tone, on top of it, I I put out the statistic to you and Johnny because we were deep diving into the numbers here about only one Blackhawk, as of our last show, had a, pl- a positive plus-minus rating, and that was Jake McCabe of all players on the team. So, yeah, it, it really does feel like it's just the the hockey karma of this world town just, I think, giving you a hard time. That's because I wasn't what paying you had enough attention.
1: Yeah, I wasn't paying yeah. enough attention to Jake McCabe. Um, hey, he's having a good year. That's,
0: that's some more trade stocks, I guess. Yeah, more trade stocks if they decide to move him. Um, still has a couple of years left on that deal, obviously, too. So that'll be something interesting to watch. But Tone, they they followed it up. It was kind of a Hawks weekend, really, um, after the Friday night win over the Yotes. Uh, a near sellout crowd as well. Uh, 19,300 and something people on Friday night in that, for that win over the Coyotes. Good numbers for a team who's in the basement of the uh, the standings here, and Patrick um, Kane not in the lineup. So and no Patrick K. Like dare dare we say like the the bandwagon you know uh, persona is dead because Blackhawks fans still show up when this team is terrible. I want to dig I into, into that weird. one. I want I want to dig into that one with you, Ron, because I'm not quite sure.
1: It. People in the Blackhawks community want to shed that label that there's you know you know, we've got a bunch of bandwagon fans, but I'm not, sh- I'm not so sure. I think it's, it's always sort of been there um through the cup era. There, there was a little bit of bandwagony uh, stuff going on with some Blackhawks fans. And I, I feel like from an overall sense, just, you know, the excitement around the team is at a low, I think it's the United Center environment. I think people s- went through that pandemic, wanted to get back to the UC And they wanted to get out there and they wanted to still, you know, enjoy something. And prior to that, they had competitive hockey for a bunch of years. And, you know, the environment is still the environment. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the Blackhawks. Um, It's a good thing for the players to see a packed house rather than going through what I expected this year was the UC to look like it did pre-Cup era.
0: Yeah, and that's a very good point in tone. I I think to your point, right, especially during those Cup years. You know, there was some bandwagonism, but I think a lot of that was related to the situation at hand, too, right? Uh, Let's not forget that just 20 years ago, this team was almost never on television in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. This team wasn't on TV. It took, you know... You know, Papa words passing away and Rocky assuming ownership for this team just to have games on WGN, well, let so alone I guess the CSN dream at the time. The, the word here, I guess, is it's not really bandwagonism. It's casual
1: fan. They've established Fair. a casual fan. It's not a diehard. Is, it's not somebody who is who's, healthy. Yes. So I, I don't want to use the term bandwagon for it anymore. That's what I want to classify it as. They did a good enough job to continue to draw a better crowd than what their base level was pre cup era. And yes. I think that's what you're seeing. And I think you've, you established a lot of lifelong casual fans by being that good. Look what the bulls did in the nineties there uh, yep. with Jordan. You, you start, you, you carry some of that history and it becomes a thing that families go do on the holidays. We're all going to go take in a Hawks game. We're going to go do this. So they're seeing the benefits of what a winning culture provided them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got more people interested in going to Blackhawks hockey. And let's, let's be real here. All those kids who watched Blackhawks hockey are now hitting their twenties after the cup era. If they were 10 to, you know, 16 years old, they're able to now go to these games and that is a part of their life. So you will see the Hawks carry that fan base through, whether it's a diehard or somebody who wants to make it out to two or three games a year.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think you put it perfectly. It's uh, again, I think it's just it's refreshing to see, right? Like you said, what they have truly established now as the fan in Chicago, um, you know, and, and even and even through a lot of the adversities and things that happened, uh, you know, off the ice and away from the ice product. Um, you know, for it to continue is certainly a a testament to that, as you mentioned. But, Tone, uh, again, they kept it going because then on Sunday for one of those great 6 o'clock starts, um, well, maybe not for a night owl like yourself, but um, for some people that have to get up really early, maybe don't get to watch the Hawks as often. uh, A 6 o'clock start is always helpful. Um, But an OT winner against a pretty good Calgary Flames team, they actually got Chase Markstrom from this game. Um, I was able to catch the entire thing—it was great. I, I enjoyed every second of it, getting to watch it because, you know, it, it ultimately was capped off by the Blackhawks' new leading point getter, uh, and that being Mr. Max Domi in overtime, four-three yes. victory over the Calgary Flames. Tell, I mean, like you said, the victory beers were so sweet. What weekend.
1: a what a fucking finish from Max Domi. I mean, could that be goal of the year, Ron? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm I've got it up there on my goal of the year candidates um, in the early going here, I guess it's not so early anymore, but overtime, time, uh, you know, crashing the crease kind of there, little, little diving action going on. It was very impressive, very athletic. It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was beyond the rock star zone, Ron. It was, it was right there on stage. Uh, there was Max Domi. Um, and I, I just loved every second of it. I love overtime hockey, and it's even more impressive uh, when a guy can pull off a move like that, get a little bit more open space. It's it's just so fun to watch, and I'm glad the Hawks came out on top of that one because it was exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, going into it, you know, you're expecting uh, a totally different hockey game there, especially with the Hawks winning uh, the one previously. So
0: could be win of the year, could be goal of the year. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, and I think, Tone, the only one I can i can quickly think off the top of my head in terms of a win of the year or a goal of the year uh, also involved Mr. Max Domi, and it was the home opener that we were all in attendance for, uh, watching them down the Detroit Red Wings in the UC in OT, actually, I believe by a very similar score to this one against the Flames, and it was Max Domi capping it off at the end of the game. So, hey, good for Max Domi. He's got a couple, and a guy that, has expressed now some interest in staying in the city as well and staying around and being a part of this Blackhawks team. And we talked a little bit about that with Johnny on our last episode, but again, continuing to, to continue to step up for this team, but tone, let's not uh, completely uh, avoid the elephant in the room here. And that is uh, Lucas Reichel's game against the Calgary flames was epic. Three point performance, his first career NHL NHL goal, because first, Career goals are cool and tough, Tone. Uh, well. we mentioned the two assists. He had an assist on the GWG in OT as well. Uh, played over 16 minutes of ice time that game after 15 against the Coyotes. Um, had five shots on goal. That was a team best in that win over the Flames. Tone. He's here to stay. You even wrote about it in your first career goal article. Luke Richardson is ready to see more Lucas Reichel. And as I said here in my little tagline on the live show, uh, Rutrow Reichel's back because he looks like a different player in this stint now at the NHL level.
1: Is that a Scooby-Doo reference you're dropping there, Ronald? It is 1,000%. There we go. Bringing it, bringing it back. Uh, I am I am really impressed with what I see from Lucas Reichel. He had that little short stint up. I think it was just one game earlier and uh, that, that game I was very excited to watch. I've been very excited to watch these last two Hawks games. And uh, the, 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 the end result is the Blackhawks have won. And I think you can attribute both of these to a little bit of the play of one Lucas Reichel. Uh, You know, he shows up on the score sheet big here uh, against Calgary, but, Overall, Ron, I think he changes the dynamic on the power play. And I kind of mentioned this in the opening of the show. The puck movement when he's been out there on the ice has been fantastic. I think he's got that speed. He's just got a little bit of an edge to him uh, that you don't see uh, from some of these other guys. I think he's going to be pretty impressive. I don't think he's top three maybe, uh, but he's definitely a top six guy um, on
0: on this team right now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, he's he's playing at a level tone. I think of – remember all those times that we would sit here amongst the three of ourselves, you, myself, and Johnny, over the last year and a half now, right, where every time Reichel was called up, we're like, don't expect Reichel to come up and magically fix this team. We've said that. We've said that for a while. Yep. I mean, last year
1: that was kind of our mantra through the back
0: half of the season
1: was, I mean, at that state, everybody wanted like some sort of injection of life that was going to save things.
0: Right. Right. And so we, we had this conservative approach, but now, yes, I agree with you. Maybe long-term, is he a top three guy? Maybe not top six, probably the way he's playing. But like he is now finally that injection of life into this team because like you said he came up even though he he didn't really do a ton on the score sheet in game 1 still played a, a respectable 15 minutes it's not like they were shielding him away this isn't the 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 Colleton era of right. shield a youngster away for you know no reason they let him play but then you saw that confidence in game 2 against a very good Calgary team that we really hadn't seen up until now this season where he took that huge stride in the AHL. He's you know top 5 in scoring as of his call up at the at, at that league's level. And sometimes it now takes a
1: game it. or two to get the butterflies out. Ron like let's yeah. let's take that into account here too. I'm um, this is why I said I'm a little bit nervous. Are they too good now especially when you add Patrick Kane back? If we get Patrick Kane back. I saw some interesting comments on that one but I saw I, I will I will say this, it's it sort of scares me that you can put together a five, six game run off of Lucas Reichel entering the league and just, you know, taking over for a week. Johnny loves guys that come up and mash in baseball. Like, it, wouldn't it be so, because you'll hear Johnny say, that's so Blackhawks if this happens, <laughs> where Lucas Reichel comes up and just goes on a tear For like a week, and everybody in Chicago is talking about how great Lucas Reichel is going to be, and then he cools off, but then we miss in the lottery by like one or two, and Johnny will point back and say it's so Blackhawks that they brought up Lucas Reichel, and he went on this tear, and everybody was happy for a week, and the victory beers tasted great then. That'll be Johnny. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. But I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous with that because I want to buy in. I want to be excited about Blackhawks hockey. And I, if Lucas Reichel wants to go on a tear, I'm, I'm semi-okay with it. But I also don't want to lose the edge of like, you know, here we are right now. And there could be a really good thing for this franchise right around the corner. It's a really tough spot to be in as a Blackhawks fan with that
0: absolutely i i completely agree with your their tone and it, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to see what happens but again it sounds like he is getting the extended stay uh, worth noting um you know we are going to see a lot of lucas reichel uh here at least for the near future probably for an extended look um especially as long as patrick kane's out of lineup um but you know, like you said once they enter him back in is reichel the guy that can kind of keep up and play with kane and you know, help Kane kind of return to his norms. Um, you know, Maybe we see some power play units consisting of Domi, uh, Reichel, and Kane at some point this season. And again, maybe injects a little bit of that excitement back into the team, but uh, 100% that's so Blackhawks. I agree. Uh, Johnny might be onto something if, if that truly does occur. Tell one more question relating to Lucas Reichel before we uh, continue on through our rundown here is what do you want to see? from Lucas Reichel now coming up over really let's let's call it at least the home stand the next 3 games what are you know some things that you want to see him maybe continue to do or something that he hasn't done a ton of yet um you know what are you looking for out of Lucas Reichel here as he persists on his trip up at the NHL level rockstar
1: shit that's what i'm looking for rockstar shit every single time he's on the ice i want to see you know man i want to see him burn a guy at least once here uh, coming up, just absolutely burn a guy and go finish. That's what we were. I know they're different players, Ron, but Kirby Doc, it felt like every time he would burn a dude, get to the front step, never able to, you know, bring it home and and finish on something. I want to see that offensive flash. um, I want to see it be dominant too. I want it to be highlight real shit. And that's what I mean when I say rock star shit. Uh, because that's going to be a huge confidence booster for the kid. Once you can get one of those, um, you know, sort of out of the way, so to speak, you know, his first goal, he was in right place, right time. And we're not going to, we're not going to take that away from him. It doesn't matter. It could have been a, you know, 50 foot slap shot. It could have been Deacon, the goalie out of his pants, whatever you want. It's all going to look the same at the end of the day. It's your first goal, kind of like your first MLB hit, but I want to see him, showed the offensive prowess just a little bit here to put people on notice. Yes. He shows up on the score sheet in this game. Um, What do you have? The two assists, the one goal. And uh, you know, I want to see more of that as well. Just building up, you know, some points plus minus is he, is he going to be a guy who's a plus guy on a really bad team, Ron? So those are what I want to see from him. But in, in terms of going to the dirty areas and doing some of those other things, I guess I'm a little bit less concerned with it because here's a kid who's coming up. He's got a little bit of a taste of the NHL, but I'm sure he's still a little bit nervous at the pace of where everything's at. So that's kind of where I'm at. I want to see one of those flashy moments from him that's going to make people get excited about lucas reichel going forward at the nhl level i know you watch a lot of ahl hockey so you've seen some of
0: these things but i want to see him put it on display and in the show yeah i think that is the next logical step right again seeing that finish seeing some of that flair um you know when he came out in the draft he was considered more of a distributor than a scorer but he's kind of had a pleasant balance i think overall uh, throughout his ahl career to this point so I, I definitely think we will see some of that over the course of you know the near future. You know, kind of though, like you said, that rock star shit. Um the 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 nice goals that have passes. enough he seemed to have
1: enough this year in the AHL yeah. to say, all right, here's here's one of those moments where Lucas Reichel like that's Lucas Reichel on full display.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think we're we're gonna have an opportunity potentially to see that here at the NHL level tone. I will just go ahead and add quickly to your point too. I think just the consistency and I want to see how he accepts physicality, right? Because as a young player, that's probably the last part of your game that you really mold into. Uh, That's sort of what I was trying to get at with the dirty area stuff, because we know that that's going to be a problem
1: Mm. at least in the out and at the onset. Sure. It's going to be a little
0: bit of a problem. Absolutely. And even then, though, I think he looks a little bigger than he even did, you know, last year, right? Like, you you see him in the pads this time around. You go, oh, okay. Like, you've been in the gym. Like, you're still kind of a a really thin guy, and you're still growing into your body. But, like, you're starting to see some of that size come along now, you know? So – I'm just intrigued to right to see how he accepts that concept, maybe in some board battles and things like that. I don't expect him to win all of them, but if he's starting to win a couple here or there, then you see him kind of growing into his own right into that body and, and how he applies that game at the next level. I mean, do,
1: do we really want him taking board battles right now? I'm all, I'm all for, I'm all for, you know, the tough end of the hockey spectrum here, Ron, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. If Lucas Reichel goes into a corner that he's not supposed to go into for the sake of playing hard hockey and something happens to Lucas Reichel, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I almost don't want to see him put himself in danger because if you look at this next year on paper right now, what are you excited for with the Chicago Blackhawks?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's Lucas Reichel for me. That's, that's one of the top names next year that I know is going to be here. I I'm, I think I I, I want to protect that asset just a little
0: bit. Absolutely. I, I think more my point when it comes to board battles is, is like things like a true board battle. Like, you know, maybe a guy's got the puck along the wall and he's kind of trying to dig it out. And, it, you know, just getting in there with a stick and jabbing it. I'm not saying he's got to go harder in a corner and try to beat some guy out for a puck and, and take a hard, heavy hit. I I, I think I just want to see him play. To I want him to play hockey, right? Like, just if he's playing hockey and he's going about how his game is, I don't think his game is going hard and dirty into corners and things like that where he could take a bad hit, more just – are you willing to to get in there a little more in that scrum along the wall than he would have typically where he might have sat back and waited for the puck to come out type thing? So I think that's where I was trying to to to, to go with that point. But again, agreed, we you definitely do not want him taking a, a serious injury because let's be honest, the last thing we need is a Kirby Doc 2.0 of a guy that got hurt and felt like really couldn't get over that injury, at least in his time in Chicago, you know, and then he moves on and 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 plays better in a new role with a new team maybe not to um, the same you know level that he was anticipated when drafted but you know, again he's still young and Michael, uh, same same way right he's still young and we want to see him continue to grow and not lose those development years but speaking of what we want to see in the future there is the upcoming gauntlet that is the Blackhawks schedule we mentioned those next three games because um that essentially finishes out the homestand. Uh, they've got the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday. So that might be when you're listening to this on a podcast. Or again, if you are just live, uh, that is tomorrow for us. Uh, they got the Seattle Kraken here at home. Relisten it. On- watched it live Saturday.
1: Saturday. That that's all I gotta say is just re-listen to it. We need yeah. we need we need the views on
0: it, you know. Just re-listen to it because yeah. Listen to it as many times as you'd like. We, we yeah. appreciate it as many times as you would like to do. Uh, but again, you got the Kraken coming on Saturday. Uh, I believe Johnny will be at that game, so we'll probably have some live uh, UC thoughts from Mr. Nani. Uh, and then the Sabres are in town on Tuesday. Um, to play the Blackhawks. So a pair of Pacific playoff teams, uh, or at least potential playoff teams, the Avs have struggled a little bit with some injuries and things, but probably are going to be in the picture when it comes down to it at the end of the year. Kraken have a nice surprising little season here in year number two of their existence. So Uh, Edzo's
1: going to be back in town.
0: Edzo is going to be back in town.
1: Again. We'll see if they do anything for him this time.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. That was really weird that they didn't do anything last time. Because he... He was, he's been, but he's been in the building, right. But he's also been in the building for some TNT games too. And they haven't done anything. But is this the, is
1: this the first Kraken game in the building? Yes. So I'm wondering if because of national contracts or whatever, all that other stuff. And obviously maybe, maybe they want to take the, take the moment away from Marion Hossa, even though like that was part of it. Maybe he'll get a, a standing ovation of, like, okay, he's here doing his local team's broadcast versus national. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I would hope. Maybe. I would hope. I would really hope that, you know, he's, you know, during one of the commercial timeouts or something, that it, it's a video montage on the board and, you know, all of his greatest, you know, his color, him drawn up on the telestrator and stuff like that. Like, I, I think everybody wants to see that. Just and I think sorry. that would – yeah, I think that would that would make people feel a lot better that like while wow, they didn't just shoot him out at one of the, the greatest to do it, just shoot him out of town and and essentially make him not want to be here anymore. Like it, give the guy some friggin credit for what he's done for the organization as a part of that of that um, broadcast team. But um, yeah, so you got, you know, Enzo in the building on Saturday. You got Tage Thompson, which if he uh, if you're a fantasy hockey player like myself, he might be a league winner for you this year. I got him with my. Last pick in my draft, and he is one of the best players in hockey right now. I might be there on Tuesday, too. Another reason I'm highlighting that game. Uh, might see a little Tage Thompson and Lucas Reichel in person. Um, I can think of a lot worse ways to spend a Tuesday night, Tone. I don't know about you, but after this, oh, you're going to be there on Tuesday. I'll be there on Tuesday. This is our next week. Yeah, it's the 17th. I I might have to
1: join you. Whoa. Might have to join you. Ooh. I'm gonna be in the city, so I, I, oh. I didn't. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe plans live on
0: air. Live on air. Hey, we'll 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 see how that plays through. Um, but then Tony, after this three game home uh, or three remaining games of the home stand, I should say, five of the six following that are on the road. The lone game at home is a tilt on Sunday night, the 22nd against the Los Angeles Kings. So that is kind of the upcoming gauntlet that we'll see here, Tony. Uh, Just really quick, any thoughts about that upcoming schedule? I know you've already mentioned Edzo coming back, and you would like to see them do something on Saturday, but anything else you are looking for here in these next three at the United Center?
1: A Patrick Kane return? That's sort of what I'm looking for. Um, I I don't know what else. That's sort of what I'm looking
0: for out of this. That's fair. Hey. Sometimes simple is good. <laughs> I mean, that's really the big outstanding thing right now. I mean, NFL I don't players. I don't really know where else
1: to go. If they, I mean, this, subtopic, what if they win during the gauntlet a little too much, as I brought up before, but I feel like I've kind of hammered that point home. Sure. Um, you know, we talked about Lucas Reichel a lot. The only other thing I've got is, is Patrick King. Where is he? What's going to happen? Are you coming back? Are you not? How bad's the yep. injury? And what yep. happens when you return? Right. So that's that's what I've got. What that's what I'm watching for.
0: I like it. No, I, I think that's totally fair. And you know, do we see him return, you know, on a Saturday night? Or, you know, is it against his, his hometown team in the Sabres, maybe on Tuesday? Who knows? Or maybe, maybe the next time we see Patrick Kane is when they're on their little road swing here. To finish out the month of January. Who knows? Uh, that will definitely be on my mind as well. So I agree wholeheartedly with you there. A couple of little uh, what to watch for is coming up here from us, Tony, at Four Feathers. Um, one is that uh, Brett Cini ha- was reassigned since he was called up with Lucas Reichel before that Coyotes game. Um, so he's back with the Ice Hogs, continuing likely to tear up the AHL as he has all season. Um, again, something that we've already noted, but we are watching for that Kane return that is certainly on our list. Uh, And then at the juniors level, uh, a pair of Blackhawks prospects were traded in their respective junior leagues. Uh, Colton Dock was sent to the Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL. So uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds, the official uh, WHL team of Blackhawks fans everywhere. Now that Nolan Allen, Kevin Korchinski and Colton Dock, are all on their roster for their playoff run. Um, in addition, Ethan Dumastro was sent from the Mississauga Steelheads to the Sarnia Sting uh, as a part of the OHL playoff swing. As we inch closer towards spring, even though it's still pretty early, it's you know only January, but feels again, like spring. It, it sure did today. A little Chicago fifty degree weather in the Chicago area it feels like spring. Definitely. definitely
1: I, I, I want to hit the golf course today. That's how, oh, that's how warm it
0: was. It would have been a perfect day for it too, my friend. You find a course that somehow happens to be open and it, it would have been a day for it, man. But it, I'll tell you what, what what to watch for as well. Um, it's never too soon to, to start promoting cool things, Tone. Uh, Got to remind people, March 3rd, it, it it's Four Feathers Tank Center. Uh, I've been thinking about this nonstop since our last show. Uh, so it is on my what to watch for, for Blackhawks fans. I mean, realistically, we are only like a month and a half away from that. That is literally March 3rd is going to be here before we know it. Um, and we'll all be at, you know, co- you know, corporate Casa de Marchese, Um, you know, putting in HQ. the work in HQ and HQ and, and putting in some some good content throughout the day. Um, Tone uh, of these what to watch wars, anything you got to, you know comment on or anything you want to add on know what to watch for uh that is in the world of Blackhawks hockey. I'm I'm
1: very happy with uh everything you just ran down there Ron. I think those are all things to watch for. Um but uh the t- the tank center. It's going to be a fun day. We're going to get together. We're going to be doing content all trade deadline. At least that's the plan right now. Um probably some uh some four feather shorts coming out on that day as well as a a full breakdown of everything that happened during the blackhawks trade deadline we'll have it for you on march 3rd it's going to be a great time i i hope you're ready to uh crack them and and create blackhawks content ronald
0: oh absolutely i was absolutely born ready to do that i'm ready to roll up to your house at 7 30 in the morning with uh mcdonald's in hand and a, a backpack full i'm not of gonna be up ready and, to go
1: i'm not gonna be up at 7 30 morning. that's fine who, who the hell are you kidding
0: We'll 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 uh we'll call someone else then to let us in that might be awake in your house since we know you won't be. We'll get started. Johnny and I'll get started nice and early. Uh you've gotta in, you gotta give me until at two. least nine thirty. Like ten oh. You know, that's that's by that
1: time... point by that point the deadline's almost over, Tone. That's that's what time this body starts in the morning. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like 10 o'clock.
0: Well, yeah. well, we'll get you just to get up and come let us in and then you can go back upstairs and, and, and Johnny and I will be on the, uh, you know, the the first, you know, news shift of the morning before you join us as the uh, late morning anchor. Uh, I did make, uh, I did make uh, it all the thing. way. I did make it all the way downtown today before 9 a.m. So maybe surprised. I can make some things happen. We'll figure maybe, it out. Maybe, maybe we'll find a way to get you. We'll we'll find a way to get you up and up and ready, even if it takes uh some uh some breakfast delivery and uh coffee in the morning to get you going or uh something stronger than coffee who knows but we'll uh we'll certainly get that figured get out some
1: baileys in that coffee
0: uh yeah absolutely we can make that happen
1: okay. i think that's how we should all start our morning
0: yeah it's a friday i think we can also get on that that also cool part of it uh tank tank center and trade deadline is a friday so um even post trade deadline uh i'm sure there will be plenty of uh four feathers content that's somehow problem, making man. its way you're trying,
1: out you're trying to you're trying to set me up for a 7 30 a.m wake up when you know johnny has already established around these parts that the weekend starts on thursday so mm-hmm. this could be problematic for me
0: this could be we'll, we'll find a way to prevail we'll make it work i i i, I I do not lack any faith in the Four Feathers group to to pull that off again, even if it requires uh, a Tony Marchese joining us uh, a little later than the start of the uh, the regularly scheduled programming.
1: Yeah, you're just gonna use me for content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me. I know how your mind works. Not at all. Not at all. We uh, will, we'll have a good time nonetheless. Uh, but tone, before we uh, start to wrap this thing down and, and we get to some final thoughts here, I uh, want to encourage everybody again uh, to follow along on the YouTube and Facebook pages with us. You can comment along on the show as our boy, I am Scott's did here. And he says off topic question. Where'd you get that hat Ron? I got this actually on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks store uh, online. So cbhshop.com. I ordered it. Um, admittedly i ordered it uh, during the participation in the hashtag crack movement um so it might have been a, a great little movement bit of a, it it is a great movement especially when you have a movement. friend that goes look at the new hawks hat yeah, i crack them there you go yeah there you go that's the goose island movement. one isn't it uh i yeah it it is the exact the same like logo sign, yes yeah. It is. It's sweet, and then on the back, actually, so everybody can't see it, but it's the um, it's like the Patrick Kane Rockstar like outline logo. It's actually really cool. Um, here, actually, hold on. Let me let me spin this around for everybody on on the camera here. So that's the that's the back of the hat. Real close to that camera. No, I don't yeah. want to. I Joey did that last night on Cubs on Tap, and it really scared the hell out of everybody. Um, but it's got the, the You're Joey, logo no. no that's fair but still i have a big head and it takes up a lot of the screen so but yeah it's uh it's a sweet hat so that's where i got it um you know chicago blackhawks store uh that's where we got it hopefully you know maybe in the future we can have a that's little a deal with them or something
1: free ad for the blackhawks store i know we're
0: gonna have to go talk to them about what what we can uh what we can do for them and what they can do for us so um we'll we'll get there at some point but that's where i got this um so, but again, also want to remind everybody, like I said, at four feathers pod at on tap sports on Twitter as well. You're at Tony on tap. I'm at loose on tap. Uh, also be able to, you know, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, five-star rating and reviews are cool and tough and much appreciated as well from us. Uh, and again, if you want to know when we're going live, that little bell button on YouTube. Uh, be sure to click that, and you will get a notification every time that any of our shows are ready to go live. Not only just us here at Four Feathers, but Socks on Tap, like Tony is on, Bulls on Top, they ran earlier this evening, uh, Cubs on Tap, like where I am, Bears on Tap, and so many more uh, that we run here from On Tap Sports So, once again, ontapsportsnet.com at On Tap Sports on social media, uh, the On Tap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out What's On Tap in Chicago Sports, Tony. Final thoughts on the Chicago Blackhawks. What's going on? Uh, a quick one from me here is weird with no Johnny. It's been a while since you and I have just done the show. I think the Brandon Hagel trade was the last show that you and I did, uh, just the two of us with no Mr. Nani. So it's been a little weird, but it's been fun. So uh, what uh, What final thoughts do you have for us, sir, before we uh, look ahead uh, to these upcoming games here for the Chicago Blackhawks? Where's Johnny? Like, where I, is he? I don't know. I don't know. He went to he went to Cincinnati and we haven't seen him since. <laughs> no, I, it it
1: is weird without Johnny, but uh, it, it is great to do a show with you, Ronald. And uh, I yeah. I do remember the Brandon Hagel trade show. That was a fantastic time. Um,
0: and we really we, should... we really struggled uh, pronouncing Boris Kachuk's name. It was yeah. it was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's
0: what this show is all about. I will
1: mispronounce names. I think I got through it. This whole entire episode without having to mispronounce names, so that's great True. for me. Um, but Big victory, you know. I think overall we we held the fort down for Johnny, and he'd be proud if he listened to this episode. So we've got that going for us. Let's just make sure that uh, we get it published and and out there, and maybe he'll listen to it in the morning.
0: Because I'm pretty sure you called him out at one point during it. Not me. I've. Somebody got called out, and, and somebody did it, and that's that's all we know here. Uh yeah. Uh, that, oh, and that's- kudos, kudos to to uh, I am skokes in the comments for sticking
1: sticking through us. They're sticking through with us during the entire show. It looks like so.
0: Yeah, and it's a kudos late. Night. To him, when we get four feathers koozies, we'll send him one. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's a late one for us. It's a, we're, we're still going here at about, uh, almost 1130 here, uh, central standard time. So, uh, you know, a little late night Hawks never hurt anybody, but tone the seven game homestand continues. As we mentioned earlier in our what's on tap next, uh, as we mentioned, Thursday, Saturday, and Tuesday are the upcoming games. Thursday, January 12th, the Hawks played the abs. That is a seven thirty start on NBC Sports Chicago. Saturday's a good old 7 o'clock start. Um, you know, and like Johnny said, we uh, we rarely get Saturday night hockey from the UC um, when Jerry Reinsdorf is willing to uh, move from the time slot. So kind of cool and tough. 7 o'clock start, NBC Sports Chicago as well. And then Tuesday's game on the 17th against the Sabres is a 7.30 start just like Thursday's, but again on NBC Sports Chicago. So a little bit of detail so everybody knows where to watch. And again. It's, it's, uh, it's cold outside. It's the middle of January. There's not a whole lot going on. Uh, what better way to spend one of your evenings in the winter time than go to a Blackhawks game. So um, maybe people will be able to get out between uh, Thursday and Tuesday for one of these three home games, um, or maybe even the fourth one against the Kings uh, before the team uh, closes up the month of January, pretty much. Cause they'll be on the road for a good portion of the rest of the month. Tone, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, absolutely always a blast to talk Blackhawks hockey with you. Uh, we'll be back probably next week. Um, maybe we'll we'll have a report from being at the UC for the two of us at least. Uh, and Johnny, I believe, will be there on Saturday, we'll, so we'll, we'll get some insight from him. Um, it'll be good. It's always a, a pleasure, my friend. Looking forward to more Four Feathers shows with you. And what do you say we get out of here the only way we know how as the Four Feathers podcast? Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks, baby.